Welcome to the Policy and Planner English Podcast, where today we'll be exploring HIPSAs, or Health Professional Shortage Areas. I'm your host, Helen Laban, and here to explain more is our guest. My name is Luca Fernandez. I am the Rural Health Programs Administrator at the Department of Health. I'm responsible for tracking where there are shortages of providers around the state, and I also manage programs that aim to incentivize providers to go work in those areas that we identify as underserved. HIPSAs are a way to quantify the shortage of a healthcare workforce nationally, and also compare the acuity of that shortage between different areas of the country. We'll start right in with the basic definition. So HIPSAs are health professional shortage areas. They reflect the current state of shortage of providers for a given area or facility. In Vermont, we divide the map up into rational service areas, which reflect Medicaid care-seeking data. So HIPSA scores can come in a variety of shapes and sizes when applied geographically. The most basic is the ratio of local population to full-time equivalent FDE providers. Then we have the ability to consider other demographic and health-related data. For dental HIPSAs, you can get more points for having a lack of fluoridated water in an area, or for mental health, we can get higher scores using substance abuse data, for example. In Vermont, we've been able to get HIPSAs in areas with particularly low income. Health centers and rural health clinics also get scores specific to their patient populations, not the surrounding area, which is how Vermont usually utilizes for HRSA resources. That's because the scores are compared nationally when used to apply for federal resources, and Vermont does not have the provider shortages of places like Alaska and Wyoming. Geography has a lot to do with these scores. It's important to note that this geography isn't based on drawing circles on a map. It's based on how people actually get to their care. If a provider is 10 miles away by interstate, it's significantly different than 10 miles by dirt roads that wash out in the spring. Luca's office does a lot with mapping healthcare resources across the state, and we'll link some examples. Now, Vermont is a rural state, but we're not full of vast empty spaces like other states to the west, and we've worked hard on distribution of healthcare centers across our small geography. Good for us. Not good for our HIPSA scores. We fare better when you take into account other patient characteristics, like with mental health and dental health scores that can include additional factors. So does Vermont rank in national scores? You start becoming eligible for designation when you have a ratio of 3,000 to 3,500 population to, to one FTE. In Vermont, most of, most of Vermonters live in areas that are under 1,500 to one. Most of our rural areas uh, are around 2,400. We usually can only qualify when adding income data. We have some in, in the Northeast Kingdom, as well as Ludlow and the Chelsea Corinth area. Much of our work at the Office of Rural Health and Primary Care is to make sure health center scores are as up-to-date and competitive as possible to make up for the lack of geographic designations. Okay, nationally, we don't score super well. Luca is trying to get our HIPSAs up as high as possible. And that's because, in spite of a low score, Vermont isn't all set for health professionals. There are limits to the federal scoring mechanism, including the fact that it doesn't include the age of the current workforce, which is quite high in Vermont, or other indicators that suggest future shortfalls. I would say that HIPSAs don't show the entire workforce story. It's still, even though Vermont on the federal scale looks like it has a lot of providers, it's still a challenge to recruit here. And because Vermont has such a small population pool and small pool of providers, just the retirement or absence of one provider can be felt very widely. And without the recruitment tools that come with HIPSAs, it can take a long time to fill those absences. So every tool that we can get to minimize those gaps is crucial. And what are the consequences of these lower scores? The big problem is that it knocks us out of the running for federal funding to help with loan repayment. And as loan repayment becomes an expected part of any new provider's contract, that has serious financial implications for anyone trying to hire, especially in primary care, where salaries are often low relative to other specialties. The most direct way that money gets distributed based on the score are through loan repayment programs. 
the main one being the National Health Service Corps, uh, a federal program that aims to place providers in underserved areas. Vermont providers can only occasionally access this funding. So now we have the situation that Vermonters are looking at non-HIPSA workforce measures that indicate a looming problem. For example, there are rural regions of the state where fully half of primary care physicians are at retirement age. But we aren't currently short by enough providers to rank for HIPSAs. There are a variety of ways out of the situation. The federal government could make more money available through the National Health Service Corps, and that expanded pot of funds would reach to places with lower scores. Or the federal government could say that every state gets a minimum amount of assistance, then higher scores get applied on top of that for additional funding. Or other programs could expand to cover the gap. So many options. Some of which, along with a detailed analysis of our current shortfalls, were outlined in a recent report by the Rural Health Services Task Force. We'll link that information, plus the site for looking at PIPSA scores, in our show notes. There is a lot to explore in the rural healthcare workforce for Vermont, and it will be the topic of future episodes of the Policy in Plainer English podcast. <laughs>